0: we'll go ahead and get started this morning glad you're with us uh, of course as you know we got brother keith davidson with us this morning pastor and miss christie are on vacation keep them in your prayers and we're uh, gonna go ahead and open up in prayer brother travis would you open us up in prayer this morning
1: I'm going to start off with hymn number 411. 411 in our songbooks today. If you can stand, if you would join me in standing, please. 411, The Solid Rock. Be true your life today. the bridge this morning. My wife and daughter and I have a song we'd like to sing for today. Jesus Christ, just in case you
0: were wondering. Amen. That was a blessing, wasn't it? Uh, how many people got the opportunity to attend the Seedline Conference this past week? Amen. I tell you, that was a blessing also, and it's a real blessing to be associated with the ministry that has such a outreach it affects the entire world amen uh, seed line has been in all i guess all seven continents if my geography is correct uh, but uh, brother keith davidson's with us this morning and he's a real blessing and uh, brother keith you come on up, lay upon your heart preach this what the lord's laid upon your heart amen
1: Right, it's a blessing to be here this morning. I appreciate uh, Pastor Brown asking me to, to fill in. He don't ask me when he's here, because he do not want to hear what I have to say about him. But he's a blessing, and I appreciate his friendship. Pray for them as they're out. I told him I was going to pray that he gets to experience that hurricane, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Alright, it's great to be here. appreciate Brother Tony and Lisa. They're a blessing, in singing this morning. And Haley, praise the Lord. She can play anything, I guess. I don't know. I, couldn't, I can't even hardly do the radio, so... Amen. I did hear this about Brother Tony as he travels around. Uh, some of you may have heard the same story, but he stopped in Tennessee somewhere, and a guy walked up to him and said, if you can tell me how many coins I have in my pocket, I'll give you both of them. <clears throat> Tony said five. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. That's what I heard. <laughs> Amen. All right. I appreciate uh, Putnamville Baptist Church. You folks are a blessing. I tell you, this past week with the conference was awesome. I mean, it was, uh, I always say this every year, that each one's better than last year. Maybe it's been because it's, uh, because it's been a year gone by, but Brother Kessler was on spot this year, and the music and uh, folks that attended, and you folks won the Monday night food thing again. That's just awesome. I love that. So, uh, But we had some great food, great fellowship. Uh, Brother Gary Sweare was there. Uh, missionary to Mexico, Hands Across the Borders, the name of his ministry, but he also does all the transportation for us into Mexico. He hauls in thousands and thousands of scriptures every year. He shared a little bit about that, and he was able to uh, give us some information there, so it was a a blessing to have him and then Pastor uh, Robert Burgess. We call him Bob, but Pastor Bob, but he was working with the law enforcement across the nation. That's turning into a more and more a very unique ministry. He contacts, uh, he's got a team in his church. They contact um, churches in different cities and ask them if they would like to have uh, Bibles or John and Romans to give out to their law enforcement officers in their city. Have a, like a blue Sunday or something. And if there is a, a shooting or an officer loses their lives, then he also has a memorial books that they give out. So they're starting to develop that. That's going really well, so pray for that. Uh, it's a much-needed effort, and he's wanting to do it nationwide. So his church is taking that on because we're, we're just so busy, we can help provide the Scripture, but we're just not able to make that contact and do all that. Then Friday of this week, we were able to make contact. brother Jerry Fox made contact with the Indiana State Trooper um, connection there in Indianapolis, the main office. I forgot the gentleman's name, but he made a connection with a sergeant. Who is connected basically with all the administrative things that they do so we're trying to find out if we can which I'm sure we can we just have to get somebody to okay it and so it will be a problem that we can visit every post in the state of Indiana and give them the blue line scripture as well so that's our goal with that so we're trying to get that worked out and we can go to their area if they have um, any kind of service or whatever they'd like to do uh, if we can be there and present those and so that's That's in the works, so pray for that. These folks uh, have a tremendous job to do. They protect us, watch over us, and a very, very high risk uh, for them as well. So I'm sure they have a lot of needs just like you and I. They're no different. They look scary when you see them in the rearview mirror walking up to your car, but uh, if you're like me, you get used to that, so it's not as bad as it used to be. (laughs) But we can uh, be a minister to them, and they need a, a very, very... Uh, Let folks need to know that they care. That's the main thing because they're they're abused and everything else and talked about and they feel isolated at times. I think we have an opportunity to to reach them with the gospel. So pray as we go forward with that. So there's some things that are happening just right now. And we also have uh, New Testaments that we're going to do. So we have, I think, 5,000 we're going to start out with and give them New Testaments. We'll probably have some helps in that one as well. The John Roman doesn't have any helps in it but does have a letter from pastor bob who has been if you're in the meeting he's been a little bit everything in law enforcement including police chief he's retired now of course and uh so it's it's a blessing to see that so he's working in that area which is good because he has that connection they talk the lingo and so uh my lingo to him is was i going that fast (laughs) but uh but they're a blessing and so pray for them of that then during the conference, we were working on uh, paper for Korea. We have 21, almost 22 rolls of paper for that. Uh, that starts printing next week, and we've made contact again Friday with the missionary that's in um, South Korea. We're going to be able to get it to his place. He wants to buy the container, uh, put it on his property, and store that there. Use that as uh, to keep the scripture and so forth and uh, stuff in. So that's starting to happen. We're trying to get a rate on the shipping. He did tell me because uh, South Korea is a really good trading partner with the US. We're probably not gonna have very much cost and customs and all that to get into uh, South Korea. So that's a blessing because we've run into that time and time again, uh, trying to get things in. And so that's working, so praise the Lord for that. We're excited about that and uh, so pray that uh, that'll work. And he said they'll be able to get them into China and also uh, they'll be smuggled some of them into North Korea. And I know there's several folks sometimes in uh, on they'll get on the South Korean side Hook tracks and literature to balloons and float them up and let them go across the, the line into uh, North Korea. So, there are all kinds of ways of getting it in. And a lot of things go in through China, go up China and come in the, the west side there and able to smuggle those in. And of course, Brother Story, if you know him, is uh, working in some of those areas as well. So, it's awesome what God's doing, and I'm excited about what's coming up. So, wore out from the conference, but I'm getting older. So, uh, I guess that works on me, but we had a great time. It's it pretty awesome. The second time in our building. Out there, So that was pretty neat. Uh, We're still learning the curve on what to do, what not to do in the building, but we've been able to do better this year. And we were live on WYTJ. We got information back from them that that went really well. This time we had all the mics where they're supposed to be and all that, so they were able to listen to the whole service. And finally, the last two nights, I figured out the guys praying for the offering, I'd have them come up into the mic as well, because there would be a dead spot with them down here not being able to get in. So uh, that worked out really well, so pray pray for them, listen to them, you can always listen to them on the web, and uh, so that was pretty awesome. And then Friday, Brother Kessler was on, he was back in uh, North Carolina, we did the National Pastors Network, There's an hours program, so he had me on there, we are talking about the importance of the Bible and our government and what it means in our foundation and all that, people trying to deny that and pull away from the importance of the scripture that we're almost worshiping the book instead of the God of the Bible, and that's just ludicrous, of course. Uh, if you put too much emphasis on the Word, they think you're worshiping it. But what happens is, if you put too much emphasis on the Word, then they become accountable to what the Word says. And there's where the problem's at. So it's not necessarily the Bible itself. So interesting topics and things going on, so it's a lot happening. So pray for us and pray for the ministry. And again, thank you for your participation and helping that as we move forward. Always exciting. Oh, and we're moving in the month of October, finally, so we got the phone systems ready to go, and I'm going to move the ladies first, then start moving our equipment, so we'll see how that goes. It uh, should be an interesting event. So we'll be transferring in to Brazil, Indiana, and of course I told folks who are moving to Brazil, they're like, why do you want to move to Brazil? They thought it was South America somewhere. But <laughs> All right, you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to Ezekiel chapter 22, if you don't mind, I'd like you to turn there. And as you turn, find your place, if you're able, like for you to stand. We're going to take a look at some verses. Won't keep you past 2 o'clock. Brother Brown said, make him look good. So he said, if I went to 2, I'd make him look good. So. Ezekiel's an interesting book. There are a lot of things in there, a lot of uh, nuggets to pull out. We want to do that this morning. And uh, I want to try to challenge your heart as well and uh, help us to decide where we want to stand, where we want to be, and in our day and time, it's very important that we do make a stand. You don't have to be perfect, but we do need to make a stand for Christ. And so we're we'll going to take a look at that uh, kind of thought this morning. Ezekiel chapter 22, we'll start with verse number 23. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art upon the day of indignation. Oh, I'm sorry, Thou art the land that is not cleansed nor rained upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law, have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths that I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves, ravening the prey, to shed blood, and to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have dubbed thee with, with untempered melt, I'm sorry, untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery, have vexed the poor and needy, yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And this is our key verse today. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful to be here this morning. What a privilege it is, Father, to have the scripture in our hands, to open the Bible, Lord, and to... See what you have for us today. I pray that you will challenge our hearts. Father, may our hearts and minds be focused totally upon you. Put away the cares of the week, the cares of tomorrow, the cares of this afternoon, even the things that happened this morning. That Lord, we focus solely upon your scripture and what you would have for us today. We do ask you with Pastor Brown. Family is away. We ask God you bless him. Keep him safe. Give him a time of relaxation. Lord, recharge his batteries that he may come back ready to go. We ask now that you bless the next few moments. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. One of the greatest things I think about the scripture is it's true. There are those who want to deny it. They want to say that the word of God is not this, it's not that. But the word of God is there for our use, for our learning and our study. And, of course, this here is talking about uh, the nation of Israel, their condition, their Um, the way they'd turned away from God, you would think that after all the things they'd been through, all the things that they'd seen God do, that they would be focused solely upon God. But they're just like us. It's a mirror of ourselves. It's a mirror of those who know God. It's a mirror of those who have trusted Christ as Savior. We do the same things. We turn the same way. And you read those verses, all that against the nation of Israel could really be read against our our nation, America, Or could be against us individually as well. We find ourselves in that place many, many times. So this morning, I want to focus on one thought and one idea, and that's in verse number 30, that God's looking for someone to stand in a gap. God's looking for you this morning. God's hunting. God's looking for someone. God has indicted Israel, of course, for their sins and their crimes and so forth. And God's delivered his verdict to them. But God reveals also there was a prevention that could have been there. If God had found someone to stand in that gap, they could have prevented what was about to take place to them. And so God's always looking. So you and I need to think about that. Let's read verse number 30 again. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Isn't that sad? God's looking for someone to stand. God's looking for you. Maybe maybe there's a place right here for you to stand. God has a place here. This is your spot. This is where you're supposed to be. This is where you're supposed to serve. Then there's another person. Their spot's over here. They're supposed to stand here and do their job and do what God's called them to do over here. Then there'll be another person who's over here He's supposed to stand and serve God right here. And so God's looking for someone to fill those places and stand there and do what he wants them to do, whatever it might be. I don't know what it is. God has a place for you in your life. God has a spot for you to stand. So God's looking for someone. As we go look at verse, part of verse thirty, verse thirty, and I sought for a man. So the first thing I'm going to share with you this morning, God's looking. God's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman. He's looking for a church. You can put anything you want to in there, but God's looking. Isn't that awesome? God's looking for someone to stand in the gap. He's looking for someone to step up. Some, God's looking for someone to step up. This is God, the creator of the universe. He's, the, uh, he's almighty God. He's holy. All those things that describe him, and, and he knows everything about us, but he's looking for someone that's willing to step up and to stand in that spot. And so God's looking to, for someone to step up to be used. And there's all kinds of work that needs to be done. This world's in a mess. I mean 100%. There's no question about that. The world's in a mess. Our government's in a mess. Our nation's in a mess. Our homes are in a mess. Our churches are in a mess. And, of course, not Putnamville or Hazelwood. We'll keep those two out of it. But we are in a place that we need to step up. If we're ever going to step up, now's the time. There are more opportunities now to spread the gospel to the world and to the community than it's ever been before. You can be a witness wherever you're at. You can step up wherever it might be. But God's looking for someone to do that. God's looking. It's not that you have to say, well, I'm just, if there was a place I could serve or there was something I could do, I might step up into it. But God's looking for someone that will step up. Isaiah stepped up. He said he would stand there. He would do that. But what about you this morning? God's looking for someone to be used. And to be used has to be available. So that would be the question this morning. Are you available to God? Brother Gary Swear drives all the way down through Mexico. I don't know how many of us will do that. I'm not sure I would do that. I've been with him. But I'm not sure I would do that all the time. He crosses that border just wide open and ready to go. And he goes all the way through. He bypasses the cartels. He talks to some of them as he crosses their, their lines. And he goes in. He carries the scripture. And he takes in the word of God. How does he do that? He decided to step up. He decided there was a need. He was going to fill that. God's looking for someone. And this blew my mind. I didn't know it until recently, but he found churches in Mexico that had never had the Word of God. Isn't that amazing? You'd think everybody in Mexico had one. I know everybody right along the border has because Brother Ray made sure they get one. But everybody in Mexico, you would think, would have the Word of God. As many as we've done, other ministries have put together and shipped down there, you would think that everyone would have a copy of the Word of God of some sort or another. But there he ran into a church. At the, the church was praying. The preachers was pr- were praying for four years to get whole Bibles in their church. Isn't that amazing? Four years, he said, they were praying. We probably got some. Well, I don't know. Right now we have two skids sitting in our our warehouse there in brazil somebody may be praying for those we've got to get them out so god can hear that person's prayer he sees our prayer your prayer over here that you put things together or you do things uh, for the lord and serve the lord so he, what he has to do is try to get us together in order to do that then we've got to step up we have to say lord i'm available we have to make ourselves available so that's the biggest part to make ourselves available to do that to be willing. So the question would be, are you available? Are you willing this morning to step up? Because God, there's absolutely all kinds of things to do. See, the devil's very good at us, at sidetracking us with life. And if you think about life, you say, well, when I get wealthy, I'll do this and I'll do that. When I get my. This paid for and that paid for. I don't know. You, you can come up with all kinds of things. When I get this done or that done, so you're over here for a while. If I can get all this, I get my house ready, I get this, and I'll have more time on Saturday. I'll have more time for this. And you know what happens as life goes on? You just never have it. If you get one thing fixed, something else breaks. That's home ownership. Three of my boys now own a house, which means I own a house. <laughs> Dad, what do I do about this? I'm like, Man. <laughs> I sure failed them somewhere because I didn't teach them enough or something because I'm having to go back. But there's always something that will pull you and work on you that's just life in general. So we have to decide that we want to serve God and we want to step up and we just go for it. Let the other things come in on the side. You say, well, I can't do that. Well, we've got to get our priorities right. We've got to get the Lord right in our life. And you've heard me say it before. Until we fall more in love with Jesus Christ than we are ourselves, we will not put him first. You want to know who's first in your life? What do you put first in your life? What what do you put out front, everything that you do? So God's looking. God sought for someone to stand in the gap. So God's looking this morning. God's looking for someone to do his work. He's chosen us to do it. He could have sent angels. He could have done a lot of other things, but he didn't. He's chosen us. The call is upon our heart. The pulling, the seeking of us is to do that. And so we've got to be willing to do that. The second thing I want you to look at this morning is the first thing that God was looking. Second thing, second thing is, said, I sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge. He's looking for someone. You know what a hedge is? You ever seen that? Sometimes they're around, we don't do so much around our homes anymore as we used to. They're around McDonald's and other places. Uh, some of the places are doing for, for some sort of uh, security to direct people and paths and so forth, and so we've got to make sure that we understand what that is. The hedge is really, it's a protection. It's something to give us something that we can um, probably, I don't know, I guess it's a barrier is a good term. So it's put around something to protect it. It takes some maintenance, of course, to keep it in place. Uh, A lot of times you'll see today, you'll see the concrete barriers and so forth that's put up. If you go to Washington, D.C., you're going to see a barrier on everything. The big metal plates that come up, one comes up while a car pulls in, it comes back up, the other one goes down. I mean, it's just constant security, all that kind of thing. So a hedge is there for protection. So God's looking for someone to make up a hedge, God's looking for someone to stand in between. And that's what you and I would do. If you and I make a hedge, we are the go-between. Because we are, I suppose a good word is that we are, encircle them. Did you know you're the hedge for the world? The only thing between a person that doesn't know Jesus Christ and eternity in hell is the person that does know Jesus Christ is a person that has the word of God, the person that has the knowledge, the truth and knows exactly what the truth is. So you are that hedge, you are that protection. you are between them and eternity without God. And so you and I need to realize that we are that hedge. and so we need to do that. So Israel, what they needed was someone to step up to make the hedge between them and total rebellion against God. and that's what they would needed to, that what God needed from them. What God needs from us is we make up the hedge around the world. Listen, the hope of the world is right here in this room this morning. What Washington, D.C. needs is right here. What North Korea needs is right here in this room. Kim Jong-un, you know what he needs? He needs to get saved. That's what he needs. Everybody wants to take him out. And then, of course, it'll be a a terrible thing if all that does. There'll be a lot of lives lost. But he just needs to get saved. That's what he needs. Have you prayed that lately? Been praying for him, been praying for the world, but God's looking for somebody to make the hedge to encircle them because we protect them, we warn them. I have a nephew who I don't know what's happened to him, but he he's turned into an atheist. He went to school, got educated, got his master's degree, now he denies God. Now I don't know how that worked out that he's supposed to be so smart. But now he says there's no God. He doesn't believe the Bible is the word of God. He doesn't believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. He doesn't believe that Jesus is the son of God. He doesn't believe that anything about the Bible. He thinks it's a myth. What's wrong with him? I've been working with him. I've been telling him, I said, you, I said, you are denying the very book that's going to judge you. I said, you may not believe it today, but You will. Take them to Revelation, and it talks about the books when they're open. The Bible, I believe, is going to be one of them. The Lamb's Book of Life will be open. I think the books that are open will be the books of works, but I believe the Bible's going to be open and say, right here, you had it. It's been given to you. So we encircle them, we warn them, we intercede for them. Did you pray for anybody in the last couple days that they might get saved? Did you pray for any? Nation, Did you pray for a family member? Did you pray for whoever? I don't know, somebody that God's brought to your mind. But what we have is God was looking for someone to stand in the gap that would make up the hedge, that would protect them, intercede for them, and block for them. Like we need the Indianapolis Colts. Ain't nobody blocking for them. <laughs> <laughs> they need that. Sorry about that. This came to mind. But we, we are blockers you have a person who is over here, if this person is standing here, they're in the world, all things are coming out of the world, and they're doing this. And if they turn and they're coming, let's say the world's over here. Well, you need to step in between them and the world and give them the truth. This is what you need to do. This is who God is. This is who Jesus Christ is. This will change your life. This is what you're looking for. And we need to stand in that gap and make that hedge to protect them from this. Otherwise, they've got a straight shot. Straight shot to the world. Straight shot to sin. If there's nothing holding them back, there's nothing that's in between them. They have a straight shot. There's no restriction. They're going to do whatever. They're going to do what they thinks right in their own mind, and just going to be a mess. And it is a mess. We are that hedge. We are that protection. Well, I almost said something. My son Jordan. Many of you know him. I guess was he number three. I have to count him. <clears throat> he went to a dentist one time, and they did that laughing gas and I and he came out and I said did you uh did you think that was funny he said yeah I said did you tell tell a joke he said I almost did you have to know Jordan but he said I almost did he almost said something listen you and I are in a place we are in between them so when you have an opportunity to speak up for the Lord do it you don't have to be Billy Bible, but you can stand up for what's right by just making one comment or another, and you can change the whole atmosphere in the room. What happens when you walk into a room and it's dark and you flip the light on? It changes the whole room. If you walk in there and you don't turn the light on, totally black. It'll stay black. It'll stay dark. But if you turn the light on, what happens? The darkness goes away. See, that's what's going on in our country now. It's not that the the light has gone out. It's that the light's not burning. God's not, the evil's not increasing. There's no light holding the darkness back. It's just having free reign. It's just going crazy. That's what happened here with the nation of Israel. And God's looking for someone to make up that, that hedge. So we've got to block from them. We've got to be a wall of truth got to be a wall of protection if you knew your child your grandchild your husband wife whoever some family member is about to do something that was going to destroy their life would you not step in and say you know you don't want to do that i've done it you do it they don't always listen do they but you tell them you give them that truth you tell them what's coming you tell them if you'd make that move this is what's going to happen you buy that this is how that's going to be you take that job this is what's going to happen because of your experience because you know what the truth is and so we are that wall of truth with the gospel of jesus christ we are to tell them and guide them according to what the bible says not what we think now we have a lot of mammal papal doctrine in us but we some of that's bible based but the bible is the key what god says is the key We need to make sure we do what God says. We need to make sure we follow what the Lord says. And we're blocking for those folks who are around us. We must be a wall of truth. We must be a wall of protection. And we're a wall of prevention. As that person is moving closer and closer. Did you know what every day goes by? That person is closer to eternity. So are we. But you're closer this Sunday than you were last Sunday. You're one week closer to eternity. One hour closer. One day closer. One heartbeat closer. We're moving toward eternity. That's what we're doing. We're moving toward that. We sometimes think, well, I'm great. Everything's going good. No problems. This is good. My finances are good. My health's good. This is good. That's good. All that. I'm driving a Chevy or maybe a Ford or maybe a Dodge. I don't know. Whatever. But everything's good. But you're still moving toward eternity. If you plot your life, put down the year that you were born, if you remember that year, and then you just look, where am I going to end at? You know, on, on a gravestone, if you look at it, they got when you started, a little hyphen, when you end. There's a little hyphen. That's where you're at right now. You're making your way through. We're getting closer to the end of it. We're getting closer. And so are those folks who are around us. They're getting closer. They're getting closer as well. They're getting closer. And they may be right on the edge of it. And you have the truth. You know the truth. And so we must give them the truth because they may be at the end of it. We have the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to give that. So we need a block for them. We need to do that. And we must be willing to make the hedge. God gives us opportunity to do that. Did you know if you are His, He will st- uh, strategically place you where He wants you to be? That job you have that you hate. Might be the very job that he's put you in because you're going to be there. You're going to make up a hedge. You're going to be the block for someone if you'll give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember the little widow lady that was Naaman's wife's servant? God didn't name her at all in the Bible. But she interceded and she said, you know, if if he would get to Elijah, he'd take care of him. But she'd never been captured. If she'd been in her position, she said, you know what? I don't like it here. I don't like these people. I don't like what I'm in. I'm just going to do my time and go home. But she said a few words which changed his life, which gave the glory to God and all the things that took place with that because she was in the right place at the right time. So God's opportunity may have placed you in a a particular place to give you opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. For you to give them a word. It used to be that... um, I don't know if they do that now or not. It used to be in the South, they'd say, "Can you, brother so and so, can you give us a word today?" What that meant was, can you have anything God's put on your heart? You have a testimony? You want to preach a little bit? You want to sing? Whatever, just go for it. Anything on your heart. So somebody'd pop up and they'd take off. Sometimes they'd take all day, <laughs> getting all through all that. Which is nothing wrong with that. So we have that on our heart. So we have an opportunity. And then God's call. God's already called us to be a witness. We're already missionaries. We're already there. And so God was looking at the nation of Israel. Can you imagine what would have happened if someone would have stepped up? Over in the previous verses, you see that even the priests and all of them, they began to turn to themselves, and they were doing all these things. The prophets were, they were turned against the gospel. They were watering it down. They were just doing everything except what God wanted them to do. And as a result, they totally turned away from God. You see that in our nation now. We've got leadership that wants to take us totally anti-God. We're seeing results of it. You see what's happened. What about if we were turning toward God instead set away from God, what would happen? And so we've got to think about that. So God also gives us provision. Do you know that God will give you the opportunity? God will give you what you need. Lord, let me be a witness today. You ever prayed that? God, help me to be a testimony today. Help me to um, share the gospel with someone today. Put someone in my path. Do you pray that? Do you think about that? Are you looking to be a hedge? Did you know that if you win one person in a family, you could change generations? Because that person would win the other people. That person would lead those people. And now they would start down the line and just think about your family, my family. What if my grandfather or great-grandfather had not been the Christian that he was and someone had not won him to the Lord? Where would I be? Because I'd had a generation of of moonshiners and everything else. You don't know what would have been. But as it turned out, we had a generation of people who are serving God and in church and faithful to the Lord and witnessing and all that. So you have that opportunity in your family as well. You can turn against that. You can reject that. But if we will focus upon Christ, we will see that take place. That's why we do what we do at Seedline. Can you imagine for the first time someone getting the Bible, finding Christ? And we talked this week about uh, sending Bibles to a 100 Muslim men who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Talk about changing a family. Talk about changing the direction of a family and generations. Who knows what can come of that? They found Christ as Savior. Now they're going to get the word of God. And so what's that going to do? That's going to change all that. And that's going to put them on a different path. And so you and not have to be willing to stand in the gap and make that hedge. We have to be willing to do that. So the next thing that we see in that verse, if you'll look at it, is verse number 30. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap. First of all, God sought for man. Somebody to make up the hedge. Now he wants somebody to stand in the gap. He wants you in that position that will stay in that place. Fill the breach. There's a breach there. There's a wide open spot. There's something wrong with our country. There's something wrong with our families. There's something wrong with our family members. You ever looked at somebody and said, why in the world would you do that? What what on earth were you thinking? Jamie looks at me and says all all the time, what were you thinking And I usually have to admit, I wasn't. (laughs) She says, I know it. I can tell. But we need to stand in that gap so we can fill the breach. Because we are filling a breach between the wickedness of man and the righteousness of God. Because without somebody in that gap and sharing that with folks around us, they're not going to know. They don't know. Why does a Muslim believe what he does? They don't know any better. When you start giving them the word of God, it changes them. What changed you? The word of God. Hearing the truth, hearing the gospel. So we are also an intercessory between God and man. See, God's looking at us, depending on us, giving us direction, instruction that we share the gospel, that we share that with folks around us. So we are God's, we're an understanding that God's wanting us in the gap. There's a gap there there's a big gap and so we need to stand there between man and God we need to stand for truth we need to stand for righteousness we're never going to be perfect we're just not going to make it now some of you who are newly married you think your husband or wife are perfect that'll change quickly Jamie thought I was perfect and I thought she was perfect and so I think she still feels that about me I'm not sure but but we, we're just not. And so we've got to, we've got to move into that we've spot. We've got to share the gospel of Christ. There's only one perfect, and that's Jesus Christ. And so we need to share him and let people see him in our lives. And we need to do that as well. We need to change a course of history. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. You say, what can I do with this world and this, our country and all this kind of thing? It's just too big, and it is, but listen, we do it by one at a time. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ. What changed your life? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Your faith in him. The faith in this Bible. That this is the word of God. And that we hang on to that. It is the word of God. It does make a difference. And you and I have been given the call. To share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've been given the command to go to the word. Say boy if I was ever called to be a missionary. I'd do this and I would do that. We already have the call. We already have it. We're to go forth. And so what about the opportunity do you have that yes we do when you leave here today when you're in here today we have the opportunity to encourage one another we have an opportunity to put the hedge about one another we have the opportunity to stand in the gap when's the last time someone asked you to pray for them and you just dropped your head right there and prayed for them i've had guys pray with me over the phone that's the most awesome thing i've ever seen i have trouble or this or that say i want to call you and pray with you okay we start praying right over the phone Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. It's awesome that someone would pray with you and take the time to do that. So we can change the course of history if we'll do that. You can change lives. And the cause, the course of destruction is coming. They're going to be enough anyway. We've got to try to save as many as we can. We've got to try to save our family members. We've got to try to give them the truth. The world, we've got to give them. God will destroy. God will judge. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I don't know about you. If you, you need to go to Revelation and read the last couple chapters or so there and see what the Lord's talking about and what's going to take place, because if they do not accept Christ as Savior, that's what they're going to face. And you and I are going to face it as well because we're going to see them. We're going to be there. That's why God has to wipe away tears because if he doesn't, we can't take it. it to me, it just blows my mind to think about standing there watching someone that i loved and tried to witness to and tried to win and tried to talk to them about Christ and see them to be cast into the lake of fire because they rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ break your heart god has to wipe those tears away so that's why we had to with be fervent about what we're doing we have to go for it. we have to stand in that gap we have to do it we have to have at it because without that they don't know the truth they don't have the truth of the gospel and so we need to be willing to stand in that so God will destroy he will judge and there will be they will be consumed Now not there'll be an eternity in the lake of fire but God did you know this God listens to you you ever had a prayer answered We're going to talk about prayer tonight. You ever had a prayer answered? Make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. If you're seeking God for some big things. Listen, he's a big God. If he can do the little things, he can do the big things. You got somebody that just absolutely will not yield to the gospel of Christ? Keep praying. Listen, they can't can't overcome prayer. They cannot... They might reject your love. They might reject the truth. But they're not going to overcome it. Stay with it. Stay on them. It not be your fault if they go into eternity without Christ. You stay with it. You, they'll have to blatantly reject God himself. And that's just not many can ha- handle that. We just got to stay with it. Stay on course. There was a man I may have told you before. Brother Henry Lewis. We send a lot of scripture down into Brazil. He goes up and down the Amazon. He trades... Uh, he gets off the the boat, like a houseboat, and they ride up and down the Amazon River. And if he goes in and gives the chief a Bible, the chief gives him a present. So usually it's a uh, roasted piranha on a stick. Supposed to be good. I have no idea. I don't know if I, you could see his little teeth, bottom teeth, stuck on a stick and eat it. it. Just does not go for me. I'm not crazy about McDonald's, but I would be that day. <laughs> But well, there's a gentleman in one of the villages. He was uh, the most wicked guy, I think, and drunk and all that. He'd come by, and people wouldn't want to see him, and they'd pull their kids in and all that. And so they kept uh, working on him, some of the Christians, and finally he got saved. So he decided he wanted to be as good for God as he had been evil for Satan. He took a chainsaw, went, I think it's 25 or 30 miles in the jungle cleared out him a section, took that chainsaw, sawed up trees, built him a church and went to preaching. And so he got, when he was doing that, then people started getting saved, coming to the church. He got that church full and he said, well, I'm going again. So he turned that over to somebody. Now he's gone another 30 miles on further in the jungle. He's doing it again. Why is he doing that? He's standing in the gap. He believes what's happened to him. He wants to happen to others. And so again, I need to do that. God's looking for someone. He's seeking someone to make up the hedge, someone to will stand in the gap. And so have you cried out to God and asked God to help you stand in the gap? God will let you do it. God will let you do what you want to do if you want to serve him. God will let you do that. God's looking. And we see in this verse number 30, of course, Israel and the condition they wound up in. But God's looking. If God's looking, then we need to be available. If we're available, then God can do something. So we've got to make ourselves available. So we need to come to and make the Lord aware that we are willing to let him do that in our lives. That we are willing to make up the hedge. That we're willing to stand in the gap. How far are you willing to go? How much would you want to stand? What place would you want to do? You have the truth. You know the truth. Pastor Brown preaches all the time. You have a Bible in your hand. You know the truth. You've accepted Christ. Hopefully a Savior. If you've done that, you know the truth. So are you willing? I think there are people here, of course, we saw in the nation of Israel, they, were, they knew the truth, they had the things of God, they knew about all those things, but yet they turned away from them. Listen, we don't need to turn away from God. We can be in that gap. We can stand there. God's looking. Would you step up to that? Would you step to that place? Whatever it is, maybe there's a place in your life of service that God's looking for. Would you stand in that place? And God asks, presents himself to you sometimes and presents an opportunity to you What do you say? You say yes or you say no. What do you do? God's always looking. So you can be in that gap. And we can do that for every person around us. We can be that for them. God's looking. God's seeking for somebody to make that hedge and stand in the gap. Are you willing to do that? Would you be willing to do that? Whatever it is that God may call you to do. Listen, God's given us. He gives us provision. He gives us power, and he gives us the right perception because we know what we're doing. We're doing it on behalf of God and for the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when we do that, we are representing God. We are standing in that place so that we can move forward with the gospel of Christ, and we can share that with folks around. Listen, that's the most important thing we can do is share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the question this morning, we're done. God's looking. God's seeking. Is God knocking on your heart this morning? God's wanting us to be the hedge around folks or things or whatever it might be God's put in your heart. God wants us to stand in that gap. God didn't want us to sit in the gap. He wants us to stand in the gap. Would you pull in and park yourself say, okay, I'm going to stand right here for the cause of Christ and do whatever he wants me to do. Are you willing to do that? Then this morning, do you know Christ is your Savior? Listen, Jesus loves you, died for you. He is all about you. He paid the ultimate price on Calvary, and he didn't have to. But you were on his mind. I was on his mind. How can you not accept what he's done? I don't know. Don't understand that. But if you don't know Christ as Savior, you need to do that this morning. Let's stand. with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Been kind of a simple message this morning. But three things God's looking, seeking for someone to make a hedge, and God's looking for someone to stand in the gap. So the question would be are you going to be sensitive to the Lord? Are you going to yield to him? He's looking for you already, so there's no question about that. That's you can't deny that at all. He's looking. The question is, will you make that hedge and will you stand in that gap? Would you do that? We're going to sing a verse, of song, or they'll come and lead a song here in just a moment. Brother Tony can make his way up. We'll sing a couple verses or something. But I want you to think about this. Are you where Jesus Christ wants you to be today? Are you in that place where the Lord wants you to be? Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this day. Lord, what a blessing it is to open up the scriptures. Father, been a very simple message this morning, three points to it, basically. Lord, we know you're seeking us. And Lord, the reason for that is that we might make up a hedge around the wickedness around us in the world. And Father, we might stand in the gap between you and mankind in the lost world. Father, we need to look at our hearts and our lives. Are we willing to be in that place and make that hedge? Are we willing to stand in that gap? Are we where we need to be as a Christian? And Father, I do ask this morning, if there's one here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Savior, but they realize they're lost, but they realize without Christ, they're going to spend eternity separated from God. Lord, and I pray that you will show them in their heart, Lord, their need for a Savior. First of all, they know that they're a sinner. Father, they might repent and turn from that and claim the blood of Jesus Christ from Calvary applied to their heart and receive Christ as Savior. Lord, we can't get to you without that. Lord, there's no forgiveness of sin apart from the blood of Christ. So I pray that they would do that this morning. And Father, we ask now that you just stir our hearts and speak to our hearts and lead us, Father, in the direction that you know we need to go. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can look this way. We'll sing a song. What page, Brother Tony? Three 390. Page 390. If God's touched your heart this morning, sometimes a message is given, and as simple as it is and has been this morning, sometimes God deals with you in a whole other area. Maybe God's dealing with you this morning. Are you where you need to be? Sing one more verse. The Lord's tugging on your heart. your attention this morning. I want you to think about that verse. Very simple message this morning. In the latter part, we didn't talk much about, but God said he's looking for someone who should make up the hedge, stand in the gap before me for the land. So we serve him. We stand for him. So make sure you stand for him this week. Listen, God's an awesome God, and he knows what he's doing. And so he uses us, and what an opportunity that is as well. So pray about that. Keep that in your heart and mind. Let the Lord direct you. Okay, brother.
0: I think one day we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ as Christians. And we're going to look at missed opportunities, making yourself available for God's use and God's glory. Amen. Uh, tremendous message. I'm going to have the men come forward. We're going to go ahead and take up our offering. Yes, you can go ahead and be seated. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm kind of new at this. Brother Keith's going to be back with us again tonight at 6 p.m. Looking forward to that. Brother Jimmy would you ask? Dear Heavenly Father, once again it's been a wonderful blessing to be in your house. We, we know this from the joy we get coming here today, to open your precious Word and see how you have us live. Do, Father, help us to apply this message to our life a little bit. Each and every one of us might say, Lord, here we are. We ask your blessing upon this offer, Lord. Thank you for uh, the grace to give back just a small portion of the you blessed us with. May you be glorified in all these good things. We pray and ask them in Jesus' precious name. Amen. sure you come back tonight, 6 p.m. Brother Keith Davidson's gonna be back with us again. Uh, continue to pray for Pastor and Miss Christie as they're on vacation. Is there any other announcements before we dismiss in prayer? Yes? Uh, Monday, Hannah and I went to for her first ultrasound, and we found out that
2: maybe had missed her. Tomorrow we have a follow-up.
0: It is time to pray. So, Lord, Amen. Brother Greg, you dismiss us in prayer, please. I have we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful Lord's
1: day, this opportunity we have had to come to your house and pray to preach you the word. And, Father, I pray to continue to our hearts and witness the Lord. Help us ponder these words of one of those first so Spoke to our hearts, Lord. I pray that, Lord, that you just continue, Lord, to refresh and revive us, Lord, and we draw all closer to you. I thank you for Brother Keith, Lord. I pray that you continue, Lord, to bless uh, the ministry, Lord, that he's standing in the gap, Lord, and sending out the word of God throughout the world. We thank you for him, for the ministry, Lord, and for all those that are involved, Lord. I pray, Lord, it's such a blessing. Father, I pray that, Lord, you will with us today and to keep us safe keep us harmful way we pray. He was out of any accident because we pray
0: in Jesus' name. Amen.